Welcome to That Reality Show, the podcast where we take reality stars and find out what's really real. This week we have former Queen of the Jungle, Geordie Shore's finest, Vicky Patterson. There's going to be a little bit of this. Too sexy. I can't. The fucking water's coming through our balcony, yeah, like. <laughs> some more of this. Like, I can't drink anyway. It's a, a common misconception that I'm some sort of white, like, animal. And a whole lot of this. <laughs> I haven't seen him fucking wash the dishes since lockdown started, but now is the time. He's Stephen Bailey. And she's Brennan Reeve. And this... Is in the reality show. <laughs> so I don't even know what episode we're on anymore. I don't know what week we're on, but we've got an absolutely blinding guest. But before we crack into Vicky Pattinson, Patterson or Pattinson or Patterson? I always say it wrong. Pattinson. Pattinson. Oh, it's yeah. French. Victoria it's Patterson. not really. I just decided <laughs> to make it a bit Francaise. Oh, how are you doing, babes? Uh, we, well, it's the same every week now, isn't it? It's just the same thing, different day. I couldn't tell you what day it is. I have, like, I've usually got a wine rack of different <laughs> bits and bobs in the house, just for show. I've lived in my flat for about three years now, never touched any of it, and it's pretty empty. There's now else to do. You have to forgive yourself. Just forgive. Drinking. The other day, I went on Facebook Marketplace and asked, not Facebook Marketplace, Facebook like community group for the village that I live in. And I said, can anyone lend me a jigsaw? That's where we're up to. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I just scroll, I say, I'm miserable. I scroll through social media and then it's time to go to bed and I can't sleep because I've done nothing. <laughs> it just gets light, it gets dark, and then gets light again and dark. And, and then that's light. just my emotions. I'll tell you this, I because we we do love our mums, but yesterday, and I, I imagine if my mum's figured out the podcast app, she'll be listening to this. So I thought yesterday I had to go to B and Q to get some Tyler adhesive. I went early in the morning so no one would see me and there'd be no one there. And I turned up and it was absolutely fine. And on the way back, I thought I'd ring my mum to check in that she's okay because she's on her own. Hiya, mum. You all right? She went, it sounds like you're in a car. And I said, yeah, I've just been to B&Q. I went really early. You know, so no. She went, well, you've got to be careful. You can't believe it. And I, I just had to put the phone down on her and I've not spoke to her since. Because parents at the moment, they need to have a day off. They're just like, make sure you don't go and get any shopping. Make sure you cover your face. Have you sneezed? Have you done that? Like, it's... It's tiring. That's worse than the lockdown, I think. Oh, babe, I'm going to rename this episode Mummy Issues. <laughs> um, have you been speaking to your mum and dad? No, that's why I'm smarter. I, we have um, a Bailey WhatsApp group. I just check in to check if everyone's alive and well, and then I'm out. In and out. Like social media. In and out. Like you in sex. Check. In and out. <laughs> just the once. I'll check in. Yeah, yeah. Um, shot, shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, because I found that people have got too much time on their hands now, so they're chipping in. Like, my girlfriend, the lovely Dylan, what did, what did you post the other day and everyone started chipping in? Um, what was it when everyone started kicking off? <laughs> oh, Asking someone to put some carpet down because we're moving house. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, we we can't move. We can't move. Obviously, with no carpet. And then all these people on on this on this Facebook group were going, "Well, is the house going to be empty? Yes. Is it going to be somewhere there? No. That's me. The house. You can't go. And also, like, oh, shut up. Yeah, not you. Why don't oh. these little do-gooders fucking walk to a park and tell the three thousand people playing five aside to piss off home? <laughs> do you know what it, I mean? Everyone's had enough, aren't they? People are sneaking out now. The other day, um, one of Dylan's friends told me she went for a walk around uh, a bit of Manchester, which is very green, and then she had to sit down on a bench and she said there was loads of people having picnics, sat around, chatting, and then three police officers came over and everyone just started doing star jumps, pretending they were working out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. People have lost their jump during this. Anyway, we should say, before we introduce him to Vicky, that we kind of got so excited, I haven't got used to doing it all over the phone yet, that we just started talking to her and forgot to do all the intros. Yeah, because she's just so chatty. And I think the word's affable. Affable. Yeah, she's just really chatty. Like, I've never met her before. You have met her. And as soon as you get chatting to her, you feel like you know her. So we just got sort of got chatting. So, Stephen... Without further ado, who have we got this week? This is Vicky Patterson. 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 <laughs> um, we might as well talk about what the bloody hell's going on, aren't we? Seeing as though we're all sat in our houses going mad. Um, how have you been coping? Like, what have you been doing? to like, get through the most boring six-week holidays that no-one's ever had? <laughs> um, I have I have good days and bad days, babe. I think, like, everybody. Um, like, And also, I feel like I also had a bit of, like, an isolation journey. I don't know if anyone else <laughs> felt this, right? So initially, when it, it first all got announced and stuff, I was like, this despite the virus and, and obviously the panic and everything, but just being in lockdown is actually kind of good. Like, I can catch up on all my Netflix. I, like, can recharge my social battery. I love just lying around. I'm getting pretty sick of people in the outdoors anyway. So, like, I was, like, buzzing initially. And then the second week sort of rolled around and I'd completed Tiger King and I was already sort of, like, drank the house dry and... I had ate more than I should have. And I just thought, like, oh, shit, like, this is it. Like, how long is this going to rumble on for? And I got kind of, um, I got really scared and really panicked and really bored just almost overnight. And for a week, I really wrestled with it. I was restless. I was scared. I was cranky. Um, I just couldn't settle. And then week three, sort of this, like, real sense of, calm and acceptance passed over us and I was like we are in this for the long haul um there's no point trying to fight it you just have to find a way of coping um and I did I got into like a routine that suited me um I did I did things that I knew would help um I try to work out a little bit but when days I don't I don't push myself too hard um I reach out to my friends I watch a lot of Netflix I just kind of totally settled into isolation and I think that's where I am now this this period of like 
I wouldn't say calm acceptance. I don't think that's ever been the correct word to describe me, but definite <laughs> acceptance. You do sound a lot calmer than both me and Brennan. I think we're in that week you were saying before where it's like we're having our breakdown week, definitely. Um, something yeah. that was pointed out to us before, which we thought was a really good point, was do you know when you were in the jungle, was that as isolating oh, as this or is it two different? Seconds. Oh, yeah. Two seconds. I can't. The fucking water's coming through our balcony here, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, sorry guys, um, can you see it leaking? Is that because the door's not closed? Oh, bollocks. Is it? Uh, uh, are we all right? Sorry, lads. I'm sitting like in no. the kitchen and I can just see the water like creeping through and I was like, ah, are going to drown. Um, please, please continue, Stephen. I apologize. Oh, mate. No, don't even apologize. That really made me laugh. And also, <laughs> now I've got like two questions. So what, my first question is, um, is this anything like in the jungle? Because I hear that I'm a celebrity is very boring. So I was wondering if it's isolating in a similar way, but with nicer food. And two... How are you and Erkan getting on? Because I'm ready to kill my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, so this is a two-part question, you greedy. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, it's so weird thinking um, that, they, that people would compare this to the jungle at all. Like, yeah, there are moments of boredom in the jungle. You've got to think all of your, the, the usual stuff that you, you have to alleviate boredom, you don't have in the jungle. So you can't just ring your mom. You can't just whack Netflix on. You can't have a scroll on Instagram. You can't go on your exercise bike. Like it's, you've, it, it is, it's all the things you hold dear in a really superficial sense of taken away from you in the jungle. And I suppose like slightly more than that when you think of your family, but you have a job to do when you're in there. And often people forget that. We are really lucky to have been given the chance to go to the jungle. This is something mm. me and Fern used to say all the time. Like there was, there was people like, there was real legends in there when we were in there, whether it be sporting or music or TV. And they weren't as impressed with the situation as me and Fern were. <laughs> so I think they were a bit like, being there, done that, already famous. Whereas me and Fern were like, Jesus Christ, this could really make us big. So we were just so grateful to have been given that opportunity. We didn't necessarily feel the boredom as much because we were totally immersed in gratitude, but also more than that, we're trying to do our jobs. We were trying to entertain. So even when we weren't like doing a trial or doing a challenge or whatever, we were trying to start fun conversations. We were trying to get to know our campmates. We were trying to remember that there was like 14, 15 million people at home sometimes watching us and it was our job to give them a bloody good show. So I didn't feel the boredom as much in the jungle, whereas nobody is watching me at home in isolation. Nobody's watching me. I've got no one to impress. I've got no one to entertain. And I'm bored, titless. And anybody watching is <laughs> bored, titless. <laughs> oh. I've got, I just uh, sit and I scroll on Instagram, babe, and I watch Netflix and I walk to the fridge too many times and I start drinking before I should. So no, no similarities for me between here and the jungle. I was a much better version of myself in the jungle. <laughs> It is the same every day, though, isn't it? It's like, do you know when they run down the hallway in Scooby-Doo and it's like picture frame, door frame, side cabinet, picture frame, door frame, side cabinet, every single day? That, like, And the, the drinking thing, I don't really yeah. drink. I'm currently looking yeah. at a half-empty bottle of Blue WKD. I've, I've gone mad. 
No, you haven't. You've gone retro with your drink choices. Yes, it's such a great, such a great image you put into my head there, Scooby Doo. Um, yeah, like it's monotonous, and it is a bit of. Um, it is starting to feel like a bit of just an endless carousel of of what we're doing. Um, like on me, on me, good days, I'm like, God, we are never going to get another chance to to be like this to to actually to take our foot off the accelerator. We're never going to get a chance to kind of just spend loads of lovely time with our partners and, and check up regularly on my family. We're never going to get that. Like, not in this lifetime, guys. Do you know what I mean? So on my good days, I can be almost, like, really philosophical and benevolent, and I'm like, God, I'm really grateful. But then on my down days, I'm like, fuck this. I'm so <laughs> bored. I, like, yeah, I, I want to drink earlier and earlier every day. It's, like, it's it's really hard, and I suppose you've just got to take every day as it comes, lads. Um but I think today I, I'm speaking to you guys, which is lovely, such a treat. I've got another little podcast this afternoon. Um, I've, I'm going to do some workouts. I think today is going to be a good day. I might actually drink at a socially acceptable time today. Who knows? <laughs> I have been trying to hold off to at least 5pm because I'm like, mm. otherwise I am just, do you know when you're like 17 and like go to Ibiza with your mates and you end up going home without <laughs> Big Daddy Bear? That's what I've been like some days without the Big Daddy Bear. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't actually identify with that a little bit, I think. Um, uh, <laughs> I've... Like I can't drink anyway. It's a, a common misconception that I'm some sort of white, like animal on the lash. Like I maybe in my twenties, but my thirties hit me hard. Like just everything, everything <laughs> um, that should happen in my thirties just seemed to happen overnight. Like I got wrinkles. I became a real <laughs> old cow. I um, gained like about a stone, and I literally couldn't drink anymore. I'm a total lightweight, so. Um, I'll have like a glass of wine with dinner if I'm having a good day like you, Stephen, and I have managed to hold off. And honestly, I'm pissed. Like I'm drunk. I'm I'm drunk and wanting Urkan to like, let's let's sing, let's dance, let's do this, let's let's play drunk game with Mr. and Mrs. And he's just looking at me like halfway down a beer, like, what on earth are you talking about? I'm gonna take the chances with coronavirus if you don't shut up. <laughs> so it's just you and your uh, fella that are uh, isolating together. It is, Brennan, yeah. So me and Erkan have been, we started living together last year, like sort of August time. Um, so we are, I'd still say relatively in the honeymoon period, or at least we were on, uh, until before the lockdown. That is well and truly gone by now. <laughs> <laughs> because like, I, I'm self-isolating with my girlfriend and Stephen's self-isolating with his uh, soon-to-be ex-boyfriend. And we know that we are we are driving our partners up the bloody wall. Like even the way that I breathe or that I eat food or sometimes <laughs> don't wipe the toilet seat, it, it will result in me being bludgeoned with a bloody like I don't know a, a, a half drank bottle of WKD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um like what have you been doing to like not literally rip each other's heads off or have you been doing a little bit um oh, so 
Look, exactly like you say, like, I considered myself and her kind of a bit of a smug couple before this. Like, we're relatively new. Um, I, I've never felt this happy before. Like, we seem to complement each other in, in ways that I've not experienced before. Like, it's just a really lovely, healthy relationship as far as I'm concerned. Um, anyway, like, my rose-tinted glasses have well and truly been ripped off since I finished. <laughs> and I see for what he is, which is basically just human. Um, and he's seeing me, like, warts and all as well. So little things that I think we used to find really endearing about one another, we just absolutely hate. Like, I just fucking hate. So he, he, he's such a... I've always considered him to be such a tidy person, which initially shocked us because I'm not I'm so messy. Um, but he's made me up my game. And I'm, like, watching him. And he, he, he takes a pair of socks off, right? Whatever time it is, whether it's, like, whether he's just done the exercise bike or whether he's about to get in the shower or whether it's the end of the night and he wants his tootsies to breathe, whatever the scenario is, right, he just takes them off and just puts them on the floor. And I just sit and look at these socks and I'm like, are you fucking joking, mate? Like, I'm trying to watch a film and out the corner of my eye, all I can see is your grubby little ankle socks, mate. Like, just go and put them in the, go and put them in the washing basket. Go with them in the washing baskets. Why is it so hard? And of course, now it's bothering us. I've started to pick them up. I'm like, I'll do this then. But now, so now I'm getting resentful. So I'm like, ah, walk around this house cleaning up after you. And before I went, I have turned into my mother. And it's like, oh my God, what is lockdown doing to her? We are definitely like every other couple. I cannot wait for my boyfriend to hear this podcast because that is exactly <laughs> us. And he never shuts a cupboard door. He never shuts a cupboard door. He gets a mug oh. out, door stays open. What? What is it? Like, I'm a different kind of messy. So I am, right, you should see the state of me walking wardrobe. It's one of my jobs for the day. It's a disgrace. Oh, he's, he's chiming in. This is my podcast, you can. <laughs> <laughs> shouting that I'm a messy fuck so yes if you look at me walking wardrobe it's a disgrace but I keep it kind of contained like walking wardrobe that's just clothes you're allowed to be messy I wouldn't dare just like wander around dropping little bits here or like use a water bottle and not not fill it up and put it back in the fridge like that's not in my um, that's that's just not in my repertoire but it is in her cans and when you're working all day and you're just spending your evenings together these things they wouldn't even be on your radar but when you are spending 24 hours a day with someone <laughs> god i just want to hold a pillow over his head till he starts <laughs> Oh, preach, sister, preach. I have to say, if the bedroom door's closed, you're not allowed in. This is my office for the day. Get on this, right? I'm one of these people who likes a bit of independence. Like, I have essentially, like, lived out of my parents' house for about 10 years. Like, I, I'm, I'm just a, a quite... A, quite a strong personality and I do not mind time on my own I love nothing more than coming home after a big day of work and sharing it with someone but I have never been like a type of person who loves to be surrounded by people all the time it's why I struggled with things like Geordie Shaw um anyway Urkans the polar opposite he absolutely loves to be with someone all the all day so it doesn't matter to him he's just so content he can just chill so the other day I thought I'm gonna go start raving mad if I don't get out of this house and just have some time on my own <laughs> so he's on the balcony on a call and I thought I'm just gonna take this opportunity to just get out so I, I left 
and I walked out the door and I just went for a walk. I was just going to the park. I was just I just need some space. Anyway, I hadn't been sitting in the park five minutes and I looked up and he was fucking there. I was like, you all right? He went, I saw you leaving the apartment from the balcony and I thought I'd come and make sure you're okay. I was like, I was absolutely fine. I was just coming for a bit of space. He's like, we're going to have space together. I was like, right, okay. That's not quite what I had in mind, but let's just sit on this bench. So we did. We sat on the bench for an hour together. Oh, fucking great. I bet you were fucking livid. Oh, in one way, he's very sweet. By the way, yeah. this is a very good way of telling him because he sat there and you can go, they asked me, it was a podcast, it wasn't me. <laughs> they just asked. <laughs> he's working out now. I think he's pretending not to listen. Oh, you see, <laughs> you don't let me play football manager in peace. Yeah, because I'm kissing you're a grown-up. <laughs> so, Vicky, you mentioned Geordie Shaw there and we went to look back at some of the reality shows because you have done oh, some yeah, of the best ones. <laughs> oh God! What's he said? Are you having a row over? I don't know. Hang, hang on. What we're shouting about, babe? It's a white, white toy Xbox. Oh, he says he gets an Xbox. <laughs> he wants an Xbox. He's threatening oh, us with geez. that. Oh, Just get him one. Then you can go for a walk on your own. I'll be all over. He wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vicky, do you know with Geordie Shaw? How did mm-hmm. that come into your life? Oh uh, God, it was so. Do you know honestly, I um. <clears throat> I was thinking the other day, and um, it's been like nearly 10, it's 10 years, Stephen, since I did. Oh my God. How scary is that? So um, I think, so basically, uh, right back to the start, MTV wanted to replicate the success of Jersey Show um, in America, mm-hmm. and they wanted to make an, an English counterpart. The, a lot of people don't know this, but it wasn't definitely going to be a Newcastle-based show. They couldn't choose between Newcastle and Liverpool. Um, so they oh. it's going to be Geordie Shaw or Mersey Shaw, which of course is very similar to Jersey Shaw. <laughs> um, and in the end, they went with Geordie Shaw. They, they sort of went to both the places. They started interviewing people and they just thought Newcastle had a little bit of a little bit extra warmth. And of course, the show is about drinking. It is about partying. But ultimately, it is about the relationships yeah. Um, so they chose they chose Newcastle, and how they sort of went about casting it is um, they they just sent like loads of young casting directors out on nights out, and the would sort of look for who was who seemed to be a bit of a, a bit of a character, a bit of a personality, like someone who would do well in the sort of Geordie Show environment that they had a that they were anticipating. So I at the time was working in bars and nights and uh, they sort of used me as like their first port of call Um, and it was a bit like what's he like I'd be like he talks a good game but he can't pull a muscle or um, (laughs) what's she like I'd be like oh Shaganza I like a granny on ice skates do you know what I mean you want her and what about him and what about her and I just essentially was almost like a bit like the little tour guide for Newcastle Um, and they they used, to, they used to say, oh, do you fancy, do you fancy audition? Do you fancy trying out? And honestly, like, I had quite a nice little life going for myself. Like, I think when you're that age, your life's really small. And for me, like, I considered the height of, like, success is not queuing to get into a nightclub in Newcastle or, like, not, not paying for a drink because you knew the bomb. And, like, my life was really small and I was happy with it that way. 
Um, so I just always used to say, nah, there's no way I'm, it's not for me, it's not for me. I, I think I'd said to them, I'd rather watch my dad get out the bath. I was like, it's definitely not for me. <laughs> um, and one night I went out with all my pals and uh, there was w- one of the casting directors um sort of was standing in the corner on sorry i'm just going to go into a different room bear with us oh i'm going to kill him lads i'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he feels he's take, he wanted to he's decided i'm in the kitchen as you know because of the fucking the balcony incident he's decided he wants to wash the dishes <laughs> i haven't seen him fucking wash the dishes since lockdown started but now is the time Hey. Right, sorry guys. Um, so yeah, so I was on a night out with only mates, and one of the casting producers was standing in the corner, and he was just having a drink on his own. So we all went over, and we were like, "Are you on you on the lash on your own?" And he was like, "No, no, I'm 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 at work. I'm researching." I was like, "Well, obviously everyone else it just looks like you're on the lash on your own. Like it looks proper sad, mate. Come on, stand with us. We'll have a good time." <laughs> So he comes stood with us and like me and my mates, like honestly, they've still got the same group of mates now. I've I've been friends with them all for like 15, 20 years. Like they're the best, such loyal, strong, fun girls. But back in the day, were absolute terrors, total terrorways. Um, so I'm te- we're te- all we're all shouting and telling this bloke a story. Like we're all absolutely mortal. We're in the DJ box. We're we're shouting. We're laughing. We're like down in shots. It's just a great, great night. Anyway, I'm telling him a story and I'm really animated. I'm even doing it now. You can't see but your arms are flying everywhere. Um, and as I was telling him this story, I knocked a drink and it went all over this girl. And it was like she was covered in it. Um, and she just stood there, like absolutely seething, like smoke coming out of her ears, everything. She was fuming. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, I'm really sorry. She's like, you've just fucking thrown a drink on me. And I was like, listen, I didn't throw a drink on you. It was an accident. Can I get you another one? She's like, I'm going to have to fucking go home now. You stupid bitch. And all my mates were like, are you going to let her talk to you like that? And this poor guy is like from down south and absolutely petrified. It's like, come on, we can just go. We can just leave. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I'm trying to get a good impression on this fella. I don't want to look like a total scumbag, but am I just going to let her talk to us like this? And all these things are going around my head. And I thought, you know what? Like, I'm going to take the moral high ground for, like, once in my life. you got to think I was only about 20, 21. Um, and I just was like, let's go. Come on, let's go. So I turned me back to walk away. And this bird shouts, that's right, you fucking slag. Walk away. <gasps> I know, Oh, my right? God. And she turns back to all of her mates like she's one and like she's smug and like she's the duck's nuts. And I was like, ah! So I just turned around and picked up a drink off the table and said to her, listen, I went, I didn't throw a drink at you. I went, because if I wanted to throw a drink at you, I would have done this. And I threw a drink <gasps> in her face. I, I know. so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Grown-up me thinks it's a disgrace, but back in the day, she, I was like, lul. Um, so I wish that, you won you know. our nights out when all the chaps came for us. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had been. I would have protected you. <laughs> so no, I was like, oh, my oh my god oh my god so everyone was like quick run run because obviously we were clearly going to get thrown out so we like dived out the back of this fire exit ran all the way up to powerhouse which is like the gay club in newcastle and we danced all night and we partied and we drank shots and 
at the end, it's like 5 a.m. And I had to take this fella back to his hotel room because he was like wearing a pink cowboy hat, blowing a whistle, like <laughs> absolutely mortal. Had just had the best time, but couldn't even stand up. And just as we were about to close the door, he was like, Vicky, don't audition, don't screen test, just please be on Geordie Shore. <gasps> and, I, and I was like... Do you know what? If this is what it's about, then how can I say no? So I just the rest <laughs> is history. I bet you didn't realise that the show was going to be so massive, but you were like, no. what, 21, 22? And then yeah. it was all about sort of drinking, going out, having fun, and then also like having fun. Did you think, <laughs> oh no? My mum and dad are going to see me bloody boffing off a guy. Are you talking about sexes? I'm talking about special adult cuddles. <laughs> okay. Um, Brennan's not done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in for a treat. It is quite nice. Um, I, uh, I, so I didn't didn't think that far ahead. Like Brennan, like obviously. Uh, now 32 someone said to me like oh do you fancy sharing your entire life on a tv show i'd be really hesitant i'd be like oh well i'm stuck in my ways and i like my life and i'm a bit private and do you know what i mean however at 21 you're just like hungry for experience and adventure and change and excitement and you've got to think like I did not know what i set myself in for the only two reality tv shows that were on at that time was uh, Towie and Made in Chelsea, which, of course, Geordie Shaw is nothing like. Um, so we had no um, no real point of reference. We assumed we were making something a little bit wilder than The Only Way is Essex, which I think in, if you're in its most innocent explanation, it probably could be described as, but it's so much more. It's actually a lot more like Big Brother um, in terms of how it's filmed and, and all the rest of it. So... I hadn't I hadn't taken a second to think about the ramifications of what I was doing. To me, I was just it was just a new adventure. Well, it certainly set off an amazing adventure, didn't it? Because was it you went from there to Amateur <laughs> Yeah, so I am um, I did that for I did um Georgia Shore for like five years and then I left um because I was getting older and I, I wanted to have a nice boyfriend. And I wanted to wake up in a house that didn't have like used makeup wipes all over the floor. I just wanted, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted the next stage of my life. I think, um, and yes, yeah, so I left and I did my own show called Judge Jordy, um, and I did oh, various I things. That. For about, <laughs> I did that for about a year, and then um, I got on Jordy. I got on um, the Jungle. Yeah, I went on the Jungle. So from then, I, I really haven't looked back. And was the jungle the one for you, Vicky? Like, were you ever like, oh, what do you sweat, Big Brother or Strictly? Or was it always the jungle? No, it was always the jungle. So always. So really weird. I I, I did I did an interview like last week for Fabulous Mag, um, and just when I left Geordie Shaw, um, I did I did my first ever one with them, um, and the the interview. I bet she says I remember you telling me you, like you weren't happy with Jordy, just Jordy Shaw, like you wanted more, and you were telling me like you were going to get more, and you wanted to be on the jungle, and you wanted this, and you wanted that. And I always think back to that girl with such passion and drive. She went, "Look at you now," because you can get a bit like a bit sort of complacent, can't you? And and, and always think, God, am I doing enough? And am I going the direction I want to be? But you never often sit back and. Be grateful for the things that you used to pray for that you now have, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I'm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proper grateful that uh, I did the jungle. It was always the one I wanted. Um, I, I, don't, I couldn't see me selling Big Brother. I could you? I'd probably just like, get too drunk. I couldn't chill off running off my head. <laughs> I do a kicker. Right yeah. Oh, God. God. Right. Get, get toxic shock syndrome right on the wall. <laughs> no, I truly lose the plot in there, I'm afraid. it's. I think environments that I feel like I'm not challenging myself in or I'm not growing, I really struggle. Like I end up feeling um, very trapped um, and, and and like I'm just out of control um, and you don't get the best version of me. Whereas the jungle, like you're growing, you're like pushing yourself, you're really challenging like all of your boundaries. And in, in situations like that, you, you most people thrive, don't they? I did anyway, I liked it. Because do you think that your, like, drive that you've always had and your tenacity is the reason why you're, like, the one that broke out from Geordie Shore? Do you think you've always had it in you? Oh, that, I love that word, tenacity. Thank you very much for using that to describe me. That's one of my favourites. I've um, just learnt it. It's one of my new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got word of day toilet paper, Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know, like... I think like loads of people on like loads of the cast of Georgia Show have got exactly what they wanted out of it. And we all wanted various different things. And I do think that was the difference. Like for me, Geordie Show never truly sat right with us. Um I think initially I was a bit excited and had fun. But once the once the um initial sparkle had wore off, I, I got um it, yeah, it wore, it wore off very quick, and I realised like I wasn't comfortable there. It, it, I wanted to be a TV presenter, or I wanted to, um, to 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 just show I could do different things. Um, so I think I think I've I've always wanted more, and I've always pushed myself. And I had, you know, what I do actually think as well, which a lot of people might or might not know, I'm a bit older than the rest of the cast. Um, some of the lasses, man, were like. 18 years old bless them when they joined and I, I think growing up on that show it, it affects you differently so I'd already done in my head quite a lot of growing I'd, I'd lived in Magaluf I was incredibly cosmopolitan <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd been to uni I think and uh, I'd lived away from home before I think these so I know I joke but these things made big differences I knew more of who I was and I knew more of what I wanted to get out of the experience and I think that's maybe the difference uh, yeah, I, I do like to work hard as well, I suppose. So that's why I reckon. Vicky, you could be a life coach. I feel like I'm learning so much. <laughs> You're joking. I've actually, do you know, I've got a life coach, Stephen. Honestly, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am. Um, I had a really hard year a couple of years ago and uh, I slightly lost my way. Last year, I found myself um, lacking in a bit of self confidence. Um, my self-worth, it took a proper hit. So I, I got a, a life coach and he's, he's helped us really work out where I want to go, who I want to be and how I'm going to get there. So, yeah, I recommend it to anyone. Because the idea uh, of a life coach, right, because there's like loads of self-help books, to most people sounds a bit silly, but the people who I know who have got one absolutely thrive. It's basically just someone managing your head a bit, isn't it? 
Yeah, honestly, look, I'm exactly the same as you. Like, I think I'm really skeptical of anything early doors. Like, I actually, I also have like, um, I speak to the speakmans as well. I have like therapists to counsel us to a certain extent. Um, and before I seen them, I was I was very skeptical about that as well. But actually, like, um, once you sit down and open your mind, like, I think we could all do with talking to someone or having someone like help us a little bit make sense of everything that's going on. Because my mind, I don't know about yours, but it can be a very busy place. It can be quite hectic. And I sometimes can't always make sense of what's happening. And it's so lovely to have someone make you feel like what you're feeling is totally normal, help you make sense of it and possibly guide you through the darker and harder times, which is what I get from a life coach. So, yeah. Because um, you actually, after you won the jungle, you, I mean, it all hit you at once, didn't it? Like, you got everything. You got this morning, loose swimming, and then I met you on that show with Eamon on Channel 5. You were just non-stop. It was so nice. But do you think that had an effect? Because you'd essentially gone from doing Geordie Shaw, then Judge Geordie, onto, I don't think you ever stopped. No, no, yeah, you're still right. I think um, I had to... I had to have help from the Speakmans the year after I won the jungle because I just wasn't prepared for um for what came off, off the back of it. Um I'd been like relatively unknown. Unless you were sort of like 16 to 35, you didn't have a clue who I was when I was in Geordie Shaw. And even worse than that, half of the people who did know who I was thought I was a total scumbag. And um <laughs> I can't entirely blame them. Do you know what I mean? Like I did some things I really was not proud of and allowed myself to become a caricature of who I was while I was on Geordie Show. So I was never angry at anyone for any preconceived notions they may have had. I thoroughly understood. But going from that level of fame into into being a household name and sort of 15 million people watching you win the jungle, like, I wasn't prepared. I don't think anything can properly prepare you but like you say I didn't stop I got everything every job and I, I wasn't fussy about what I took I took everything because I was so scared that if I said no that ask someone else and that person would be better and they wouldn't ask me again and I'd lose my chance I just was terrified in this in this frame of mind that I didn't deserve where I was and it would all go away as quickly as it came and I'd end up being that person who nobody really knew and nobody really liked again so I did too much and I exhausted myself and I surrounded myself with the wrong people and I really lost sight of what I was doing this all for which was to look after my family and look after myself. But people think being famous is, yeah. like, easy. That like, oh, you get free. This isn't me being like, hey, I'm famous. I'm not. Stephen's the famous <laughs> one. But <laughs> people think that it's, like, easy. Like, oh, you just get free stuff. You get get to go where you want. You earn loads of money. But there's loads of downsides to it as well, isn't there? Like, what do you think is, like, the, the biggest thing that you've had to sort of give up by being a household name, essentially? Um, so if you ask me that at like different times throughout my career the answer will always be different like I at the moment am in a place where I just feel incredibly grateful to still be working 10 years on um, and still have lovely shows coming my way like last year I did Coach Trip like you guys I did Celebrity MasterChef I had my own series I really do feel incredibly lucky to be where I am Um, but having said that 
I don't think fame was ever the goal for me. Um, I want to be really rich, and I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry, like absolutely no shame in my game in saying that. Like I'm not going to apologise. I want to be very well off, and I want to be able to like look after my family and look after the people who mean something to us and not worry. Fame's just the vehicle that I chose to get myself there. It was never about that. It's very invasive, really intrusive, and you can often lose yourself in it. And it attracts, it brings out sometimes the very worst in people. Um, so I, I think uh, I think the worst thing about fame is, is how it affects others, how it makes others treat you differently and how you don't necessarily know exactly who to trust. My circle, like, really small. And um, that same group of girls who were there when I threw the thing at that lady, if you are listening to this, which I highly doubt because you probably heard I was on it and thought, fuck that. But I am really sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, still got that same group of mates and um, I, I don't really deviate from that just because I've made mistakes in the past and let the wrong people in. And uh, it's just not worth it. It's not worth the heartbreak and the disappointment. So, yeah, I think that's probably the, the worst bit. But it, it's such a small price to pay to be able to look after my mum and my sister and that, like. Um, so it's just me being fucking whingy little famous girl. So, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no need to apologise. I, I think we're like... in it for the same reason. Don't you, don't you agree? Yeah, like, we're exactly. In it because we want to look after our families, not because we want to skip a queue. And I think as oh, well, like, like skipping cues. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, like I don't know about you, Vicky, but we never had it. Do you know, growing up, like, yeah, we saw our parents really struggle, so I think we wanted the opposite of that. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with like wanting to better yourself and, and wanting to grow and like wanting to spoil the people who made sacrifices for you. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that uh, determination or drive. And sometimes mine comes across as relatively ruthless. Um, and people do like, oh, she's so busy or she's 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 almost like I'm too focused with my career. But I'm learning to relax as I go, but I'm also not going to apologise for wanting to be better than who I was um, and wanting to give me mum and dad and sister nice things. I, I think it's a, a natural human like instinct to want to look after the people who mean something to you. And as well, if you're in this industry for like other stuff than that, I think that sort of makes you a bit of a knob. Yeah, it also makes up makes up for all that sex that they have to watch you have on telly as well, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> uh, nah. Hey, I had sex twice on telly. Fuck off, Brennan. <laughs> Brennan's not even had it twice in his life. Don't even worry. <laughs> you'll experience it, Brennan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gonna say, should we do our uh, free questions that we, we yes. uh, our podcast with? Um, okay, so the first one is Vicky. If you could have your reality experience again, would you change a thing? Oh, god, um, ah! so half of us is like absolutely not because look where I am now, and I'm really grateful and really happy, and a lovely boyfriend, nice jobs. Then the other half of us is like, god. You'd be crackers not to have learned from what I've learned from. I probably um, wouldn't have ever had sex on TV. Now, I've mentioned that before. It's no secret to anybody. It is a major bone of contention between me and me, ma'am. Um, I would love to have not done that. I mean, bone of contention is the worst phrase for that. <laughs> <laughs> pun, pun intended. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, God. if you could do any reality show in the world, what would you do? Oh, oh my God. So oh, there's like three, I think. No, two, two. No, three. Okay, three. Can I have three? Can I say three? <laughs> yeah. I, I, is there even three that you haven't done? You've, you've completed all reality shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come on, you can have three. Busy fucker. Um, okay, so Bear Girls the Island. Oh, that is. I'd love, I'd love to do that. Yep, that's you'd big cry on that, Brennan. Yeah, but I'd lose so much weight. I'd come out. I'd, 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 I'd be going CrossFit. <laughs> that's probably one of the main reasons I want to do it as well. Um, so that one, I'd also love to do Celebrity Bake Off. Uh, and then you put all the weight back on. Yeah, maybe I do Bake Off first, then Bear Grylls. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> and finally, I'm not even really sure this fit or falls in the category, but I'm going to say it anyway because I'm going to put it out there and get good juju. Um, celebrity Gogglebox. Oh, yeah, that does fall into it. You'd be so good on that, you and Erkan. <laughs> I love watching telly and I love eating snacks and I love having an opinion. I'm so judgy. So, yeah, it would be good. <laughs> Oh, that's good. They're all good ones. Um, Brennan, you can do the last question because I know you like it. So final question. <laughs> and by the way, yeah. before we end this, this has been great. Like 45 minutes ago, I was sat here and I was I was ready to uh, finish my WKD and then just go <laughs> walk into the canal. Now I feel great. So thanks for that. Oh, um, Brennan, so nice. Me too. I feel really super positive now. So uh, our last question... <laughs> Our last question is, um, what's sex like? No, it is. Um, <laughs> are, are you happy? Oh, what a lovely question. Yes, I am happy. Um, with everything in my life, uh, I've got a really great, healthy, happy relationship with a wonderful man. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for where I am in my career, although still continuing to work hard for something more. And I've just got nice friends and family. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. I would prefer to go outdoors more, but uh, we're all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much, babe. No, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having us, guys. This podcast is great. I wish you the best of luck with this. Thanks so much. Oh, and, thank um, you. Enjoy the rest of your lockdown. We'll see you in about four years. <laughs> <laughs> four years and four stone. See you in a bit, lad. <laughs> oh, bye, babe. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. Oh, that has sorted me right out. You were feeling right, right miserable before then, weren't you? Yeah, I was in a mood. I was making it everyone else's business. I made Dylan sad. I made the dog sad. I made me sad. And then after a nice little chat, because the thing with her, it's different in it when you speak to like people who've got famous parents or come from money. She's just worked mm. her ass off, hasn't she? And do you know what? I love the honesty because I think we feel like that is, you know, all we want from this job is to make some good money. Like we want to, we want to be able to do what rich people do, which is they get to do their dream job and make money from it. And that's all we want. And then when she said it, I was like, right, I'm going to start fucking saying that then telling me I can't say it. I am. Vicky said. Yeah, I want her to be our life coach. I'll voice note her afterwards and see if she's up for that. Yeah, I don't think we could afford it. Um, no. <laughs> so if I was to look for her, you know, throughout the World Wide Web, maybe on a website called Instagram, it's not even a website, it's an app, how would I find mm. her? 
Well, Grandad, she's at Vicky Patterson. And Stephen, if uh, if we were to look for you and your wonderful videos that you keep editing together, where would we find you? Oh, God, I mean, I'd hate to self-promote during such a time of crises, but every other fuck is doing it, so at Stephen Comedy. And, my, and you, Brenda? I love that sometimes you ask. It's at Brennan Reese. You can see pictures of my dog, and that's all. That's, that's all that's on there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to rate, five-star or share or spread the word of yeah, the Lord. They've got nothing better to do, so please, we are begging you, Share it with your friends because then we can make more, better, bigger episodes and, you know, download it, subscribe to it, iTunes, Spotify, all the rest of them. But until then, Stephen. Ta-da! Oh, you sounded like Will I Am then. He went, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs>